All right. Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity here in our community. And we have some lovely guests in the studio with us today. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, all right, we're going we're gonna to get it all in. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys like start introducing yourselves. Would you like to start for us? Uh, my name is Imani Kinshasa. I am the chairperson person of the Cultural Committee at the African American Community Society. All righty. Hi, I'm Savannah Ryan. Um, I am AACS's intern, and I'm also the student uh, curator uh, for both of the uh, exhibits that they have. Currently running? or um, okay. One currently running. Gotcha. Hi, good morning. My name is Richland Burnett Ryan, and I'm Savannah's mom, as well as I sit on the um, tutorial committee awesome. for the AAC. And we have one more guest joining us as soon as he gets here. We'll slide him on in into the studio. So, you know, we really want to talk about some of the amazing things that are going on at the African American Cultural Center. Um, and I know it's been expanded to include the Museum of Florida, which I think is, is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, does it, Who wants to talk about that and, and how that came about? We have a, an extremely good grants writer, um, Michelle Woods. Uh, who has worked with um, the Smithsonian in terms of um, getting grants. We had uh, the Waterways grant, and we are having a Playboy uh, grant. And that we had a soft opening right after Thanksgiving. We'll have a much larger opening of that, um, that uh, affair in right after the holidays. Um, it's called Playball, and um, Savannah is one of the curators uh, of that. Uh, we also did uh, Soul of 69. Uh, Savannah was the uh, official curator uh, of that particular program. Um, and on the 27th of December, we will be doing our annual Kwanzaa celebration. So that's one of the things we wanted to talk about here today. Um, So for people who don't know the history of the African-American Cultural Center, can you tell us a little bit about it? How did it get started? Uh, The African-American Cultural Center has been in existence for 32 years. A group of um, pretty much New Yorkers uh, (laughs) who came to Palm Coast uh, decided that we needed a cultural center. And they put their monies together to purchase a piece of property so that they could, in fact, build a center. And um, this was done 31 years ago. They were unfortunately not allowed to buy property along Old King's Road. So our property is located at this particular point on um, U.S. Highway 1. So the center has been there. The mortgage has been paid many years ago. Uh, People work to, in fact, make sure that our culture, African-Americans, African diaspora culture, was, in fact, alive and well in Palm Coast. 
And it's a beautiful building, and it's, you've done a lot of work on it over the years. Yes, it is a beautiful building. It is open for for renting. We have um, the uh, Cambodian Society rents from us, and in April they'll be having their major New Year's um, party there. We've had weddings there. We've had family reunions there. Um, as a matter of fact, my husband and I celebrated our 50th anniversary at the uh, African American Cultural Center. It's a very, very lively place. Uh, lots of things going on. And yes, it is a beautiful. Uh, and we're opening up to having more parking. Just this Saturday, we had a uh, the Deltas did a black business expose, and there were 35 um, black vendors there with their products. So, so yes, we are – the African-American Cultural Society is definitely making sure that our culture is alive and well within Palm Coast and Vanel. So, Richland, how did you and your family get involved with, the, with this center? Many years ago, um, moving here, moving here from New York, um, we needed to find outlets for our children who were um, all three of them took music. Um, so um, we wanted to find a place where they would also learn about their culture as well as be able to showcase their talents. And so we found the African American Culture Society, and they welcomed the children as well as us with open arms. So we got involved with um, the youth programming with um, Jeanette Wheeler, who does a um, youth reality program every February. So all three of the children went through that to some extent. Xavier was, of course, heavily involved because he played the piano, and then Savannah as he moved on, as well as um, he got a scholarship for college by being part of that program, Savannah started with the AACS, and she continues, even though she's going to school, she's still involved with it. And one of the things they're trying to do is to create more involvement with the next generation. And that's kind of been a hallmark. I've noticed I've covered it for probably about a decade and the, the the programming for the youth is so strong. You know, how do you think that, why is that so important? Uh, because we are only here for a limited number of years. And if we don't pass on all the knowledge we have learned, um, who is going to take over that building? It will eventually be empty. So it's our obligation to make sure that there's a heavy involvement with the youth in this community. And the, the program and the curriculum is really what's so impressive. You know, it's not just a couple of projects that are kind of thrown together, but it's like really thought out, um, structured. Yes, we have um, uh, Oslin did a whole book festival um, in August of, uh, of this year. Um, our children our next generation. That is the legacy. We stand on the shoulders of those who, in fact, built AACS, and we need to continue with the building and rebuild it through our children. 
So, Savannah, we haven't heard from you much. Um, you know, how how has this been impactful for you over the years? Um, I've learned a lot about my history. Um, for the youth reality program, I've learned about um, a couple of Caribbean artists uh, through that program um, and through the internship that uh, WACS has now. I've learned how uh, curating works and um, a few programs that will be very helpful for uh, my future with uh, curating as well. So talk about the summer of, of 69. That was really, really cool. You know, yeah. talk about like learning about it and putting it together. What, what, what was it like for you? It was really fun. It was also really tiring trying to find enough pictures um, and a lot of information. Um, it has been coming out this year because of the documentary that was re-released this year, but because it really wasn't brought out in the public uh, during uh, 1969 and not a lot of people knew about it then, and it was kind of uh, pushed to the sidelines, finding a lot of good resources for that exhibit was kind of hard. So can you tell for listeners who didn't know anything about it, because I didn't know anything about it, what's the story behind it? Well, the summer of 69 was basically just to bring happiness back into the community and bring everyone together after the assassination of um, MLK. It was to celebrate the music and culture of African Americans and also basically a lot of the black uh, diaspora. There was a lot of Caribbean stuff there, uh, a lot of jazz, just a whole bunch of music genres that was being brought out. Was it like a Woodstock though, right? Yes, it was like a Woodstock. It actually happened before Woodstock, but no one knows about that. <laughs> I no, I've never heard. I'm such a history buff, and I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Did any, either of you guys know about it growing up? Yes, I grew up in uh, in the Harlem area, uh, in the Mount Morris Park area. So, uh, so yes, I knew about it. I was there. <laughs> you were there. I was there. That's exciting. Yeah. So how do you think she did it as far as curating the Oh, exhibits? I thought she did very well. Yeah, I thought she did very well. Um, we do uh, a movie night at AACS, so we were able to show the movie during the presentation while it was there. So uh, that tied in. So people who were not there could actually see the documentary so it went over you know uh very very well and um nina simone was singing the song young gifted in black i made sure that all of the children who were there got up and walked around so uh that was um was really very exciting and, and so when you're able to, to do projects like this, and it's not just the African-American community that gets to learn stuff, but it's it's everybody in the community who's never experienced it, how do you think that kind of helps bring us all together? Uh, definitely helps. If we know that we are so very similar, then we will get over the minor differences. And once we know of each other's culture and how each other's culture is very similar, then we will get over or get through some of our differences. They won't be as major. And just 
let me share in terms of our Kwanzaa celebration. Please do. Yeah, our Kwanzaa celebration will be on the 27th uh, from 2 to uh, 6 p.m. And Kwanzaa came about the same area, the same years, 1969-1970. But it started in California after the Watts riots. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about this, the beginning of Kwanzaa and what's coming up with the exciting Smithsonian Institutions exhibit uh, yes. happening right now. We'll be right back. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. I really like Coastal Cloud. I'm blessed to have uh, you know opportunities to move elsewhere, but I choose to stay with them just because of the culture, the people I work with. I believe in what Tim and Sarah have built here, the type of people they are. I believe they do what's right, so I really like the people and the culture. So we are back with the African-American Cultural Society, and we're talking about the beginning of Kwanzaa. You know, we have so many different celebrations going on for the holidays, from Hanukkah to Christmas to Kwanzaa. So how did Kwanzaa get started? Kwanzaa began in um, in Watts, after the Watts riots, by Melania um, Ron Karanga, and it was a way of pulling the community back together in terms of their cultural heritage. It starts on the 26th of December, and many people call it the Black Christmas. It has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. Christmas is a religious holiday, as it should be. Kwanzaa is a cultural holiday celebrating who we are as a people. It's called First Fruits. Kwanzaa means First Fruits. So it's celebrated as a bringing together a family, thanking for what we've had for the year and where we will go into the future. Is it kind of like a New Year's celebration then? It's not really a New Year celebration. It's more like a harvest celebration. Okay? Um different than New Year, okay? And it has principles associated with it. Um, It's celebrated for seven days, uh, from December 26th to January 1st, and each day has a specific principle. We talk about Yomosia, which means unity, Kuji Chakalia, which means self-determination, Ujima, collective work and responsibility. Ujama, cooperative economics. Nia, purpose. Kaumba, creativity. And Imani, faith. 
And if you look at these principles, they are very generic to all people. But in terms of for Kwanzaa, it is African Americans attempting to, in fact, live through these, not just these seven days, but throughout the years. So is it something that anyone can participate in? Anyone can definitely participate in. We we welcome, especially at our, our Kwanzaa uh, celebrations, we welcome, we send out to all of uh, the ethnic groups within our, our uh, community. Some have come, some haven't, but uh, they are definitely all invited. We will be, show, be having an African fashion show, and our youngest model is five. Oh, wow. Our <laughs> oldest model is in their 80s. So we definitely pull our children into this to make sure that they understand how important it is to continue the legacy. And so are there, is there foods, a special food that's served? Is there anything that um, people can do to help support the event or bring... Oh, there is food. We have vendors. We will have vendors. We have two uh, food vendors. Um, We put out a bulletin, and in our bulletin, there is an African meal. This year is going to be a dessert, an African dessert that people can, in fact, make at home. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm a big cook, so I love that idea. (laughs) And definitely we've had, um, within our bulletin, we've had advertisers and this type of thing. So, so yeah, we are getting the support from the community for this particular uh, program. And as it grows, you know, and it becomes more inclusive of the community, do you think that's just another building block of bringing us all together? It's definitely another building block of bringing us together. And we would hope that uh, people would, in fact, come stop by. You know, we do, the Cultural Committee does two big affairs. One is Juneteenth, and the other is uh, our Kwanzaa celebration. And it's Y'all come. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. And it's they're both free. Oh, that's even better, especially yes. at the holidays. Yes, they're definitely free. So when is the event going to be? Wednesday, December 27th, from 2 o'clock to 6 p.m. And it's free at the African American Cultural Center. African American, yes, so let's talk also about what else you have going on. The, talk about bringing the Smithsonian um, exhibit here. That's, I mean, that's a really big deal to be able to get the Smithsonian to come to Palm Coast. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We, as an organization, we are so proud of that. Go ahead, curator. (laughs) So the exhibit that's coming up next is called Play Ball. It's basically about um, baseball uh, players and the Bardos. So the Smithsonian brought in um, their own thing to show uh, to the exhibit. And for the local exhibit, I just added a few uh, important um, baseball players, Native American 
black mixed as well um, and uh, black women players that are really important um, to the industry. The theme of it is it's Hispanic. It's a Hispanic yes. um, baseball player. Is that right? Yes, it is. Can you tell – do you know the story behind it or a little bit about how the, the exhibit came about? It's basically about how um, Latinos brought in um, and actually created uh, baseball and brought it to the Americas. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. They were brought in as migrant workers. Mm. And on the farm or wherever they were working, in terms, they decided to, in fact, do something, play ball on their spare time. And that's what the that's where it actually started. And so they created the game of, of baseball. They I don't say that they created it, but in terms of the Hispanic community, that's how they got them. involved into it. Right, right. But what I found very interesting as part of uh, when I looked at the exhibit, I never knew about. The women in baseball. I never knew about the Native Americans in baseball. You know, uh, I knew about the Negro League, but all the other ethnic groups that were part of baseball. And this particular uh, play ball is not just about the Hispanic population. It is about all of the ethnicities that have, in fact, played baseball that's really cool so when is it going to be here and when can people see it um it will be opening in january okay so um just after the holidays so do we have like a a grand opening planned or um, a ribbon cutting or i know you did a a soft ribbon cutting with them i saw the mayor and um some other folks that were there Yes, because it was just so close in terms of Thanksgiving, there will be a larger uh, ribbon cutting, a larger opening in January. And I'm not really sure of the date, but we'll make sure you know it. I hope so. I know a lot of people will be interesting because baseball, I mean, if you look just at the leagues around here, the kids that play, everybody loves baseball. And baseball, and we're hoping to uh, involve the Tortugas. Oh, the Tortugas? The Tortugas. From Daytona? Yeah, we're hoping to, in, fa- in fact, uh, have, you know, them be part of this. There will be uh, sessions with people talking in, in a big piece in terms of the Negro League. And on January 12th, we will be showing 42, the Jackie Robinson, as part of our movie night. Well, if you're not connected with Leslie Discombe, you need to. He's got a great relationship with the Tortugas. Yes. Um, and the Barrier Breaker series. I love um, covering that every summer. It's amazing. Yes, it The is. partnership that they have together. And I, I, it sounds like something they would be like, yeah. we, we can't Les- wait. Yes. Uh, Michelle is involved with, uh, with Leslie. We are hooked in. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I, I kind of knew that about you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. So make sure you've got Kowanza on your calendar. It's going to be December 27th. From 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock at the African American Cultural Society. And if you love baseball, make sure you put the put the place on your, your calendar for January. You can stop in and check out it. Smithsonian in Palm Coast. Uh, very, very exciting. So if people want more information, where, where can they go to, to find out? 
Um, our website, the double A's, yes, uh, palmcoast.org. So that's A-A-C-S, palmcoast.org. Yes. All right. And also, if you're interested in renting the building or getting involved with the facility, there's always more opportunities for the community. So make sure you check that out. Um, And Blanche is the administrator. Is that right? Who they would talk with? Yes. And the telephone number is 386-447-7030. So you guys got that again. Thanks for coming in. And we're really excited. I can't wait to see what Kwanzaa brings. And um, thanks for inviting us all to, to come and be a part of it. Oh, please do. Please come. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and is it Happy Kwanzaa? Yes. Happy, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> so uh, we want to thank Coastal Cloud, Joe Wright, and the Quantum Family of Companies, WNZF News Radio, and Flagler News Weekly for sponsoring our show. And everybody have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week.